Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, Creator explains winning and losing streaks in sports. Now, if you're not a sports fan, you still want to listen to this episode because what we're really going to do is explore the karmic dynamics behind groups, groups that actually change faces, change personalities, and yet somehow the group itself has a karma that seems to follow it and persist. And we're going to use sports as a way to explore that, but it's really applicable to a lot of groups, Carl. Yeah, I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is the dynamic of life and energetics, of consciousness, moving out and about, making things happen, and bringing consequences. And it applies across the board at all levels of human experience. And many times the group phenomena are more or less a magnification of the smaller settings, the individual, the partnering and marriage the family unit, and so on. And it's just a kind of a larger aggregate of influences. And it's fascinating in its way. So Absolutely. We'll, we'll have a, some, some really intriguing things to share about this. Indeed. There were some, definitely some surprises that came with this topic. Let's get into it. So the Detroit Lions, an NFL football team, for our listeners over, across the globe, uh, have a long history of playing tough, bruising football but somehow always ended up losing in the final minutes, often in the most unexpected, yet expected ways from fans' perspective. The wonder isn't whether they'll lose. Fans can actually feel the loss coming. It's how it happens that is usually unexpected. A terrible, inexplicable penalty call by a referee. A miraculous catch by the opposing team in spite of good defensive play. A rarely made mistake on the part of a key player, etc. How much does the sheer expectation of losing on the part of fans and even the team itself play into creating these forever repeating outcomes? Okay, and so we asked this question of Creator, who I channel, and this is what Source Creator says. This is an insightful question because you are probing a dimension people do not think of normally. The idea of being cursed is universally understood, but not all believe in the ability for that to happen. In a sense, this is a more profound eventuality because it is a collective cursing that represents the sum total of negativity on the part of players and fans and their management and coaching staff that builds within and comes to the fore on game days. And the energies go forth and will target the players on the field in particular. And then less so those governing their actions involved behind the scenes. But all are influenced by the negative energies swirling about. This creates a perfect backdrop and potential for disaster when there is a building history of failure through repeated losses. If this continues through a season and then recurs in the subsequent season, the die is cast for a major karmic headwind that will take quite some doing to surmount and get things back on an even keel with a successful ability to compete with other teams and reestablish a better track record. This is often easier said than done, 
some of the surface solutions that can begin to turn the tide is when there's new management, new coaching brought in with fresh perspectives and more effective encouragement and upliftment of the team members to help them regain confidence and give them a reason to believe in the possibility of better times. The infusion of money to recruit high-level talent is another wild card that can bring an infusion of optimism along with it, as well as fresh blood, so to speak. Untainted by prior failures with the organization in question, and we'll be starting fresh and unhindered in that respect at least. Provided their personal history is not following them to haunt them in a similar fashion. They will be personally under extra pressure because all will look to them as a kind of savior. And they must be ready and stand strong and be resilient and able to overcome their own inner negativity. But that is what the superb top athletes manage to accomplish that makes them special. They are truly super performers with regard to managing their inner emotions and their karma as well. They may be the recipient of much good karma as opposed to the negative sort as a consequence of prior success and believe in themselves. And this may well be supported also by prior lifetimes as a winner in many settings. And this, just like the negativity that can haunt a subsequent life, will set them up to excel and to find things coming their way easily and effortlessly almost. That is a good sign that karma is on their side. It is earned and is deserved accordingly. But not all karma is one's individual doing. Sometimes good fortune enters in if one is on a trophy winning team. There is often the energy of a collective effort responsible for the successful season equal to that contributed by the superstars among them. This is amply illustrated by teams where one or two superstars proves to be inadequate to bring about victory on a consistent basis. Hence the universal recognition that ultimately good teamwork must be practiced and in evidence to win the day on a consistent basis. So what I'm getting out of this is that this is actually a complex dynamic of many intersecting things. You know, some of the uh, manifesting people that think that we just manifest, you know, think positive stuff. There's actually some, some of that going on here, too, obviously. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's not as simple a thing as people probably think it is. Well, and it won't happen just because of their thoughts alone. Right. There's a whole deep energetic consequence of multiple factors. And yes. a lot of it is the person's past history. Yep. They, can, will, they will not be able to surmount that with magical thinking. Right. That they can impose their vision of the outcome on the world. That will influence their own state of mood, for example. Right. But it's not going to affect the other team in what yes. the other team does. Right. It only right. affects their own motivation, their own sense of confidence, and so on. So it can have an influence. It, it's quite the energetic soup. That, that's definitely the impression I get. Right. Okay, the next question. You asked Creator, and this is an interesting one too. Detroit Lions fans enjoyed the amazing talents of two of the best players ever to play football. Running back Barry Sanders and wide receiver Calvin Johnson. 
both set numerous NFL records expected to stand for decades. Yet both claimed they would be willing to trade their personal achievements for an opportunity to play and win a Super Bowl, which neither got being on the Lions team. Both retired early, very deflated, and even bitter that in spite of their amazing personal achievements, the team itself failed them repeatedly. Given the two stories are so similar, what is the karma of being a prodigy for a losing team and experiencing loss at a deep level in spite of the over-the-top talent and contributions? In spite of their personal achievements, did either or both of the players actually contribute to the losing atmosphere of the team? Well... This is a very human level question (laughs) and creator kind of uh, gives a little lesson about that along the way. So this is what creator says. This is a delicate matter as we do not wish to tarnish individuals by name unduly. One's karma is always the sum total of many factors and also many outside forces. People cannot be expected to overcome huge obstacles created by many other beings around them. So it is not a failing to have too much to contend with in a given lifetime and not perform at a superhuman level because the odds are simply stacked against the individual. This is very much the case with something so dynamic and multifaceted as a sports career where there is an interplay of so many differing energies and forces and circumstances on the part of the individuals and their collective energies and that of the opposing teams, which is a further great complication that also has a direct say in all that happens. So we hesitate to make personal characterizations to pin blame on individuals when the situations are always much more complex. So we would simply say that it is possible for someone of tremendous talent to also have within them the karmic destiny of failing, even though they were the presumed favorite to win and winning was expected all along the way by everyone seeing them, knowing them, working with them, or following them in their career. But yet something inexplicably happened to dash everyone's hopes and prove everyone wrong. So this can fit the pattern you cite where no one can find fault with the individual performance But somehow fate works against them, and one seems to need to look elsewhere for explanations that the team let them down, or there were other sources of misfortune, or perhaps flagging fan energy, which can be a factor as well in the swirl of karmic forces. You are focusing on the players here, but the energy of the team as a whole is equally important, and the energy of the management and supervising coaching staff, as well as the fan base, and then the opponent team members, their backers, and fans will also be playing a big role energetically in each sporting event that takes place to determine the overall success or failure of each team and their component members and participants on whatever level. So the interplay is complex And one sees then a composite sum total in the consequences of what happens. There are other sources that influence outcomes as well. There can be manipulation of circumstances and often at a key juncture when someone needs to make a critical catch of the ball or a forward pass with such precision to prevent an interception when time is running out and so on. 
Such feats can be undermined by spirit attachments on board the player who will seize on an opportunity to distract them in such a way as to undermine performance. So this can be a wild card in things, even with the best of karma supporting them and carrying them along successfully. If players have picked up negative spirit attachments, this will work against them relentlessly because the goal of such spirits, being parasites, is to ramp up negativity, fear, doubt, and engineer circumstances to cause accidents of all kinds and errors of perception and interpretation both. This can be done by distraction, so they fail to see an onrushing defender or their mind becomes fogged at a key juncture and they take too long to make a decision and then the window of opportunity is closed and this leads to an error of some kind, being tackled quickly, fumbling the ball, or losing the opportunity to launch a pass to a receiver because they have all been covered too effectively by defensive players as being examples of what takes place. Given that most players have spirit attachments on board, there are numerous opportunities on both teams for a degradation of performance. So this can be an equal source of interference with success on both sides in an athletic contest but it can be the deciding factor nonetheless. If such occurrences happen at key points in a game where a team is about to win and another mistake or miscue prevents a last minute scoring to turn the tide, it may only take a few such events to actually control the outcome in an athletic contest. So this source of influence cannot be underestimated. Wow. I mean, imagine the coach on the sideline thinking, is there going to be spirit attachment interference? <laughs> you know, throw the yeah. flag. Spirit yeah, attachment we need, interference. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah we need a, a special flag for spirit, yeah. uh, <laughs> spirit fouls. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, it, that's it, fascinating it's, insight. Yeah, and it, and it speaks to the dilemma of humanity as a whole because in every walk of life, in every setting, People have spirit attachments. This is just a fact of existence right now because we've so turned away from spirituality. So many are maybe paying token uh, service to their religious beliefs and worshiping but not asking for help with these kinds of problems. And so we know if you don't ask specifically for things, the divine cannot give them to you. That's why we're here to point these things out, remind people of what has been known through the ages about the darkness that's out and about and what to do about it. A simple prayer can help remarkably to uh, assist with this kind of problem. But here, what is needed is not so much as, you know, make the spirits behave as... Remove the spirits and <laughs> yeah. rehabilitate. <laughs> yes, get them off the field. That requires a specific request. Well, who's asking for that? You In don't the context of professional sports teams up till now. Nobody, but no, we're going to talk no. about that. That's not, yeah. that's something a fan can do if they want to help their team. Actually, well, you know, and just just an anecdote. You know, when I got started doing remote spirit releasement work. It was at a weekend, a uh, couple weekend workshop with a, a colleague who was a, a consulting hypnotist and 
did remote spirit releasement work in conjunction with his wife. And I just went as a skeptic just to see what the, what is with this crazy guy doing this weird stuff. <laughs> and I found at that workshop, I had the intuitive ability to not only see dark spirits in people by tuning in psychically, but I could channel them. And the first one I channeled in this way told me a story. And he was very, very proud of himself. And he talked about being in a general in a long ago battle on horseback. And he reached out and distracted the general's mind at a key moment when an attacker was coming up to the side and turned his attention away and the general was killed. And it turned the tide of battle. Sure. And the spirit was so happy with his handiwork, you know. So, so it's not proud like, of himself. <laughs> yeah, a different kind of contest, you know, right. m- more about life and death and scoring points. But, but it shows you the mentality that we're dealing with here. Absolutely, they're mischief makers and worse. We're coming up on a break, Carl. We can maybe slide this last question in quickly if you read fast. <laughs> uh, both the Chicago Cubs and Boston Red Sox went more than a century before winning a World Series. Can creator comment on the reasons for for such long and deflating losing streaks? Okay, well, this will probably tie some things together. Creator says, the reasons here parallel the other teachings we have shared with you about how there is a multi-layer influence of human consciousness on sporting events and the outcomes ranging from the individual past karma of all involved in the enterprise, from the players through the team's team supervision and the fans watching. All contribute energy that can influence the outcome on a game-by-game basis and serve to reinforce a losing or winning tradition. To be sure, there are practical considerations as well of finances and the ability to attract the best players and keep them when a club has the worst reputation in particular. But these circumstances occur only after there has been a series of failings, building the negative perspectives and triggering negative karma to pile on and further punish the losers and represent a very powerful headwind to reverse things and become winners again. So how teams are managed their salary structure and other benefits are more a consequence of prior performance than a causal factor in performance going forward. Well, that is a key insight right there that, you know, the, the, the things that you want to do as a team to improve uh, the situation are really, you know, a consequence of a causal factor that's beyond just, coaching and players and there's, there's, a, there's a karmic headwind going on there, there's a bigger energetic momentum that you have to overcome it's quite daunting actually and that's reflected in the fact that two sports teams win a century apiece with without winning a championship well i'll tell you the uh the general managers of sports teams could hire me for a lot less than a million dollars a year to come in and, <laughs> and do spirit removals <laughs> and karmic repair <laughs> yeah, I could clean up their entire team and the organization and then go to work on the fans. Sure, yes. So, yeah. you know, this this is a lost opportunity. <laughs> we'll talk about that in, in the upcoming segment. Uh, be sure to check us out at GetWisdom.com. You can check out our healing services, and healing is a very important thing even in this engender. Um, 
check out uh, the healing and there's we have spirit releasement uh, personal clearings there's a lot of different healing modalities that are available uh, also download our lhp book which describes how you can become a healer at getwisdom.com slash lhp and we'll be right back right after this Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive lightworker healing protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at GetWisdom.com. That's contact at GetWisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back for the second segment of Get Wisdom. We are talking about sports teams, winning streaks and losing streaks, and the hidden factors behind them. And in this segment, we're going to talk about winning streaks and how to create them, which is a bit more positive, Carl. Well, we can always use some positivity. <laughs> no question about that. <laughs> I was just here uh, during the break and thinking about all the books of sports t- statistics. And there are all of these acolytes who who pour over them and memorize stats. And, and they're really looking at the wrong things. They're looking at an end product and not the causal elements. They're not looking at all of the karmic underpinnings of performance and what makes success or what leads to failure. Yes. And, you know, obviously we're learning here that karmic underpinnings and energies – have every much as much a, a factor in performance as, you know, working out in the weight room or doing reps on the field or, you know, pl- memorizing the playbook. Someday, you know, in football, we're going to talk about football's may not necessarily the best sport to engage in for that. But um, someday this may be part and parcel of, of preparing for a sports contest. Well, that would be an enlightened world for sure. It would indeed. Let's get on with it. Uh, the next question is, Contrast the Detroit Lions with the New England Patriots. If there is a team that is the carbon opposite of the Lions, it would be the Patriots. The Patriots have won six Super Bowls since 2002 and have appeared in more than that. If the Lions keep losing in unexpected, almost inexplicable ways, the Patriots do the opposite. They win in unexpected, almost inexplicable ways. They won last year's Super Bowl and are on track to win yet another one this year. All right. And this is creator's comments about all this. 
what are what you are seeing with the Patriots is a sum total of positive influences carrying the day, even in the face of individual limitations. What matters more than the innate skill and even athletic prowess is the heart, the inner resolve and conviction that one can be a winner in spite of any liability. Everyone in athletics knows that winning and losing is a consequence of forces that are elusive and somewhat inexplicable because fortunes will change from day to day in unexpected and unpredictable ways. There is something always intangible about it, except when there are long-running themes in play. The chronic loser that seems to only rarely win and the chronic winner where they can seem to do no wrong And even when they do, the other team does worse. The winning record of the Patriots is, to some extent, the product of crafty choices in player selection, financial support, and so on. But for the most part, is the momentum from prior winning that will continue because it increases the likelihood that it will come again. It is a consequence of the collective energies of positive expectation and the confidence within that fosters as well as the appeal to positive karma from the history of other lifetimes experienced by the players rather than hard times and losses that would be triggered when the team is in a slump that can worsen things and then create a real prolonged losing streak that is hard to recover from. Winning strengths, excuse me, can develop a life of their own and continue from year to year. There is nothing like success to breed success. This is a truism that is the end result, not just of positive expectations, being a force for good, but really the alignment of karmic influences to the positive and the confluence of individuals participating with more positive karma than negative in their history. That can, in part, be an occasional statistical benefit that creates a dynasty that carries for a whole generation of winning on average. But there can be many influences on the part of coaching staff and management as well to create the right atmosphere of expectation and encouragement. The support given by those in a supervisory role can be quite instrumental in appealing to the best in the players and helping them to find the inner strength and resolve, often from their own review of prior karmic events where they were strong enough, they did stand their ground and carry the day. And with that as an inner wellspring of inspiration, will outperform other players who have who have their past negativity and failures triggered too often. And that is what is re-echoing for them and being an influence on their day-to-day performance. So this is truly a case of winning begetting more winning and illustrates how karma can line up in your favor when it is the expectation to happen. So there are many factors involved and many points of potential control or influence over all that takes place. Here, too, there is a tremendous fan base of eager, positive, and loving fans cheering them on and adding their own positive energy into the mix as well. This is no small thing. After all, the players are, in many respects, playing for the fans. 
And that is the dynamic and the type of karmic events that will be referenced in thinking about the burdens and the stress and responsibility of each player to add to the overall success and call on the best within themselves to carry the day and be an asset and not a liability. You know, there is a really interesting insight in here that I had never considered before. Uh, the statement, so this is truly the case of winning, beginning more winning, illustrates how karma can line up in your favor when it is the expectation to happen. You know, a lot of people think karma is like fate and it's cast in stone. But here's a line that's telling us that's not necessarily the case and that whatever our belief quotient is inside can attract or perhaps forestall certain karma that we actually have. Yes, well, this is the interplay of consciousness with the broader reality and the consequence of all that takes place. If you only focus on your failures, failures, most of us have an understanding that can drag us down and we won't perform our best. You see this all the time. Many who have gone through school settings and being parts of uh, sports teams, you know, during a gym class or something, and they're not pros. They're not spending lots and lots of their time polishing skills and so on. So they make mistakes and they're awkward at first. And and many of us have memories of just not doing well and feeling, you know, uh, humiliated and embarrassed or whatnot. And this is a microcosm of what the pros do day in and day out. And when they have a slump, when they have a bad day, they have to have the inner resolve to put that behind them and bring back into focus the awareness that they are talented and capable. And, and that makes a difference in, in itself. Certainly. Carl, we're going to ask about uh, what we can do about some of this. Would the Lightworker Healing Protocol sessions for a losing team and its members help to right the ship? All right, and this is our healing modality. We've gotten help from the light to put together. It's very comprehensive. Creator says this would be a superb undertaking. This is the perfect illustration of a practical application for doing an outreach either through prayer or through using the Lightworker Healing Protocol as a series of high-level informed prayer requests to address every conceivable source of negativity that could adversely impact a sports event by bringing divine healing for the players involved. While this might seem unfair, it is true in the nature of the free will paradigm humans are a part of that the race is to the swift those who are intelligent and informed about the workings of the world and the universe, and especially the existence of the divine realm and the importance of partnering with the divine to achieve personal success and happiness, will have the advantage. That is an outcome of free will. When one ignores the teachings available about the divine, they are charting their course in a particular direction and will have outcomes that flow from those choices. Those who choose to pray, who believe in the divine, and cultivate a relationship with the Almighty will have a significant advantage because they alone will be able to summon divine help to assist them in whatever way they request. What happens to you in life depends on whether you know this, whether you believe it, and whether you believe in yourself as being worthy of divine assistance 
and then the sum total of your prior karmic history and the liabilities it reflects counterbalanced against the sum total of the energies in opposition to your desires. This is why life is never easy, but again, many times a win will result from a few pivotal moments where something goes just right. Because for that brief moment, everything works and nothing gets in the way. That is something the divine realm can help to bring about. And it may be just enough to win the day when the rest of the event is not interfered with or altered in any way by the divine. We hesitate to promote promote the sport of football in any way by pointing out an avenue to further encourage focus on the sport because it is a highly negative undertaking for health reasons and has been designed to be so and reinforced by the interlopers to be engaged in despite the toll it takes on human welfare and longevity. This has only recently come to light with the discovery of the chronic traumatic encephalopathy that all too often condemns football players to early death and suffering from dementia. Under these circumstances, we do not recommend anyone take up this sport, regardless of their karmic history and propensity to excel and be a winner by virtue of their karma and extraordinary athletic endowment in the current life. They will be undermining themselves and creating new negative karma of a different sort than related to their sports performance. They will be adding the karmic negativity to return to this form of combat again and again in the future and likely experience a shortened lifespan again and again as a karmic consequence, as a result of a recurring pattern, condemning them to the same fate over and over again. So there is indeed a a serious, essentially warning to people engaged in football that uh, not as all as, as it appears to be, and there's hazards involved for sure. Well, and, you know, this is so typical of creator Because, you know, this whole program is largely about how to do sports better. And a lot is is focused on football because uh, the questions we've been asking relate to football teams to some extent. Mm -hmm. And so that is kind of karmically making us um, contributors to the problem. Culpable to to an extent, yes. Yeah. I mean, try to, you know, make it sound like you can make it better, you can make it more effective, more efficient, more successful, which is true. But when it's promoting something and improving something that drags everyone down karmically by participating, supporting it and collaborating in it, even as a fan, you're karmically linked to the dementia of all those players and the suffering of their loved ones. In their shortened lives. This is how karma works. Sorry, I, I, you know, I hate to be a wet blanket, but well, we are talking about karma here, and this is that yeah. is really the focus of this. Even though sports is is what we're you know the context in which we're talking about karma, we're really talking about karma at the end of the day about all this. So it's very important. Well, and you know, and my only comment about it is that football doesn't have to be a blood sport. Yes. The game could be altered to use similar skills and talents with a similar structure, but less brutal contact as the point of it. 
And yeah, creativity, you could probably make it more like, you know, basketball or baseball, which are much safer sports. Exactly. So this, these are, these are choices and we've been programmed to love the sport. We're actually mind controlled to have it as this kind of a mania within us because the people controlling the world know football is dangerous and they love making people do things that harm themselves. This is a kind of depravity. So, you know, I wanted to have a you know a lighter theme show this this week, and but we we can't escape the human dilemma, yes. and it's always in the background. So, and it's you know it is it is interesting that uh, an individual player could come into the sport, excel exceedingly, you know, win all kinds of awards, uh, set records, maybe get some Super Bowl rings, have an idyllic life, you know, and yet they are planting seeds for themselves where they're going to have to come back and do some kind of combat again in the future. They're, they're really uh, greasing the skid karmically for their future. So it's something that all of us need to consider whatever we undertake in life. Yeah. And, you know, many would say, oh, you guys are, you know, overdoing this. You know, this is a catastrophizing. And But, you know, you go watch football players train, what the coaches yeah. say to them. And egging them on. And it, it's a brutalization of one another that is encouraged and rewarded lavishly. Oh, it really being, is. Yeah. For being tough, for being savage. That's what they want to bring out. And that's what makes the difference on the field. Those players willing to be truly savage well, you know, are the I, I ones who played, are successful. I actually played Little League football when I was a kid. And uh, I played it after I had played a season of baseball and basketball. And I had fun in those sports. And I had a good time as a kid. And my father said, let's play football. And, yeah, and my expectation was that would be every bit as fun as baseball and, and basketball. Oh, my gosh. It was, it was a whole different world. And it was much more brutal, much more um, oppressive, and uh, much more taxing. And, and I wasn't very good, so that made it even worse for me personally. If I was good, I might have been able to put up with it, but uh, I wasn't all that skilled. So it, it was a whole different world. And the coaches yelled at you, screamed in your ear, called you names, even swore. You know, and it was, it was a whole different dynamic. It's not the same as other sports, that's for sure. Well, and I think that's an example of manipulation. Yes. Extraterrestrial manipulation. I know it sounds bizarre, but I'm not making this up. It's pervasive. It affects all of human society on every level. And it's a scourge, and it needs yes. to stop. We need people to pray. So this gets back to using prayer. If you say prayers to have everyone raised up, especially the perpetrators, that can turn the tide. Well, we're going to talk the- more about that next. We're up on a break, Carl. So all right. when we come back, what hidden forces can influence referees? So come on back. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. 
We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of Get Wisdom. We are talking about sports and karma, essentially. And in this uh, last segment, we're going to literally blow the whistle on uh, that involves some of the whistleblowers in, in sports. Bad officiating, Carl. And there's something really negative and, and dark under, underlying it all. Well, it's quite a story. <laughs> Let's get on with it. You asked creator, bad officiating is a disturbing and growing trend in football and is creating quite a bit of anger and frustration for everyone involved. Fans, players, coaches, and owners. All are fed up and confused about how the quality of refereeing has so noticeably degraded in the past, in the recent past. It is affecting attitudes everywhere, and all are becoming disillusioned. Is this orchestrated by spirit meddler attachments and or extraterrestrial negative influence, or is it all karmic negativity that has built up over time? Okay, and this is what Creator says. There are certainly karmic influences and behavior of all humans are influenced accordingly. So referees with a karmic history of making mistakes will tend to do so in the course of their work officiating sporting events. This is simply human nature at work. But when you add in the ability of onboard spirit attachments, the spirit meddlers, to confound thinking, cause distractions, to confuse things, There are many opportunities during an important game when they can confound the ability of the referees to see critical plays and make wise judgments. The overlay of extraterrestrial manipulation of the mind is yet another level of manipulation. That is why you are seeing a worsening. The other influences have been there all through the ages regarding sporting events and all other human contact where important things take place and are decisive for human affairs and their outcomes. The extraterrestrials are ramping things up across the board to worsen human life and to further undermine their institutions and confidence in themselves and to begin fearing even their existence. They are currently fearing the earth and its environment as though it is working against them and will be their doom. That is one example of the influence and impact of mind control programming. When all is ultimately blamed on humanity, people end up pointing fingers in all directions and missing the true culprits behind much of the human misery on display. While your description of the conspiracy underway is correct, it will be much more than just what they do to referees of sporting events in terms of the ongoing contest working against humanity. But it fits the picture because they are becoming more overt in their actions, more reckless, 
and causing more extreme manipulations, all the while suppressing critical thinking through mind control of those viewing what takes place, whether in politics, business, or any other discipline. And this is how things will continually worsen and have been for some time now. This worsening is what you are referring to. In a sense, this is a kind of canary in the coal mine you are pointing out to show there has indeed been a change in tactics to be more overt and manipulating people who are performing on live television with millions watching. Who would have thought that problems with football referees is actually signaling a much bigger and more widespread problem, even crisis for humanity? It's, uh, it's, it's quite uh, an eye-opening thing, but the manipulations that are happening are happening across society. So even though we're focused on sports, there's a bigger problem going on here. Well, the common element is they love setting people up to fail. Yeah. So they set things in motion to encourage them, fan them, and then pull the rug out when they can. So they love to see people cheering for a sports team and putting their heart and soul into it. And then at the last minute, there's a deadly interception that ruins the game for those fans. And they, they feel empowered and they, they thrive on causing suffering of yeah. human beings. That's their game. It is a game to them. Sure. And even war, a- even war and promoting it is a game to them. Yes, yes. And and when you have that massive deflation, uh, uh, that ironically creates a nice little energetic meal for the spirit attachments of people, too. So there's a lot going on when that kind of thing happens. Yep. And we're going to have an object, uh, object example here. Now, I apologize to everybody. Uh, I am actually a Detroit Lions fan, and that's why the Detroit Lions are, are kind of centerpiece in a lot of these questions. Uh, but there was a, a recent sporting event just a week ago, a couple weeks ago, that got national attention, and it just so happened to involve the Detroit Lions, so we asked about it. Carl, you asked creator, last night the Detroit Lions played the Green Bay Packers in Green Bay, Wisconsin. The final score was Packers 23, Lions 22, just a separation of one point. Green Bay won the game with a last-second field goal. I don't live in Detroit, but today I had a dozen people who I know are who know me that I'm a Lions fan, and who themselves watched the game came up to me and said the Lions were robbed of the victory, clearly robbed. A couple of them were actually quite angry about it. In fact, there were three incidents of bad refereeing that cost the Lions two touchdowns in critical moments, and clearly made the difference in the outcome of the game. Last night's game continues the curse haunting the Lions. Why did the Lions fall victim yet again? All right, and Creator says, in this particular game, it was indeed the incorrect calls of the referees that ended up determining the outcome, as the score would have been much different had these events not happened. The culprit here was arranged by the extraterrestrial alliance to do a manipulation in the minds of the referees. Having engineered an unwise passion for football in the nation's citizens and created an intense fascination and even addiction to watching a sport that is harmful to the players, they are not satisfied with creating a reason for joy, even though perverse. They want to meddle further and confound the ability to predict the outcome and to create misfortune and unpleasantness 
to foment discord about the outcomes of individual contests simply because they can. It is a kind of sport for them. They do this in many settings. As you know, they will alter the minds of jurors determining the verdict in high-profile criminal cases that result in setting free a clearly guilty person or incarcerating one who is innocent. All of this mischief is designed to undermine humanity and sow confusion and doubt in the institutions. This has a cumulative effect in darkening your world. It creates uncertainty, confusion, a lack of confidence in the overall stability and predictability of things to even trust one's own judgment and instincts. This takes a toll when the world continues failing to conform to expectations and leads to apathy eventually because people give up trying to understand human nature, which seems so volatile and inexplicable at times. All such perceived shortcomings are blamed on human frailty, weakness, inefficiency, lack of education and preparation, or worse, a sinister desire to manipulate the circumstances at hand if there is not, in fact, simple negligence involved. This is yet another way they worsen things. Wow. You know, one of the things that about the outcome of that game is that even Green Bay fans who are recipient of a win, they'll always take a win. You know, they'll always take a win. But I had some Green Bay fans say, you know, I, I don't really feel we deserve that win. You know? Yeah, so yeah. they were deflated as well. Even the winners were deflated by that experience. Well, so, well and, and how do you think those referees feel? Oh, my gosh. Being vilified and having it all on tape and being replayed again and again and again on all the networks and the sports uh, channels. And for all of time, it'll be enshrined as an example of the worst of the worst. Yeah. And what did we learn? But it was not anybody's fault that's a human. (laughs) It was caused by manipulation of the interlopers, the, the extraterrestrial alliance. Yeah. And karmically, though, we are responsible because we're ignorant and unaware and complacent. That yes. has to change. And that's why we're here. Not yes, just to spoil are. your day with all this dark talk. <laughs> but, you know, it's better to know the truth yes. than to live a lie. That is a fundamental divine principle. We need to be smart. We need to be aware. We need to be open and accepting of possibilities. You know, we're not here to mind control you, but to bring truth forward. And if you can see it and it resonates or even are willing to consider it, we've done our job. That's all we can do. We can't. And we are bringing forward. Yes. We are bringing forward the Lightworker Healing Protocol, which is a very direct means by which we can affect change. Yes. In, in humanity itself, as well as in our individual lives. And the next question is evolving protocol sessions I actually did for the Detroit Lions. Kind of an experiment, actually. You know, So you, a U.S. creator, in, in response to my question, I have actually performed three lightworker healing protocol sessions for the team, the Detroit Lions. Can creator comment on any difference this might make or will likely make over time? It clearly didn't help last night's outing, or did it? And that was the game that they lost to the Packers. By one point. By yeah. one point. With three bad calls. That three bad calls. <laughs> put points on the board. Yes. All right. And this is what Creator says. Your protocol work was, in fact, of material benefit. 
the Lions would have won this contest because of your protocol work in spite of their losing history. And that is reflected in the very narrow loss here, even though there were multiple errors that could have added eventually to the Lions' total score as all worked against them. But the fact they did lose, although only by one point, was because the extraterrestrial psychics were manipulating the minds of the referees at key moments, and this was not possible to block in time to reverse the consequences. So the overall benefits provided by your outreach in the end fell short because of this direct intervention. Keep in mind that the interlopers have free agency and free will, and it is not always possible to prevent their actions. The way to do so is to have enough broad, ongoing healing to turn their society around and raise them up to give up their evil ways. That is a much larger project than simply helping to protect a team from their mischief. But it is underway, and this is but a small glimpse of the benefits that will happen when both the dark spirits and the extraterrestrial interlopers are removed from the earth plane and humans will simply be living in a world of their own. Things will go more smoothly and more positively when that is accomplished. It is up to humanity to awaken to the realization they are not fully in in charge of their world. That is an illusion. Their decisions and desires can be reversed at any time by the overseers truly running things from behind the scenes. Carl, we go from talking about referees on the field throwing little yellow flags to healing extraterrestrial interlopers. That's quite a leap, but it's a very important one, and it's one we gladly take. Well, you know, I I don't enjoy bringing forth these revelations because they are so dark. But what am I to do? You know, knowing what I know and being able to tap in and get divine truth, it has to come forward. It has to come out. People need to get on board with this. Uh, Someone sent me a picture of a sign saying, we are drowning in information while starving for wisdom. Ah, that's a good one. So we're here with some wisdom, and we give it freely. So take it, use it as you wish, but help the world be better. We're out of time, Carl. Be sure to visit us at GetWisdom.com. You can get our prayer book, GetWisdom.com slash prayer. And we'll be back next week with more Get Wisdom. Thanks, Carl. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 